edition of the Nerdwatch Podcast. I, of course, am G Money. I am joined by the one, the only format, and of course, Gannon is in the house as well. The two nerdiest experts that I know, shut up, much Sean. smarter than me, and of course, Silent Sean is in the house. He's here as well. Uh, he'll be uh, ombudsing his way through it. If we get anything right or wrong, or if you'd like to chime in sometime or sleep. Uh, it's uh, completely up to him. And, and not that they can't tell, <laughs> Professor Barry is uh, right. He's uh, predisposed. Yes, he is predisposed. He's absent, uh, husbandly duties. I'm guessing. Um, so yeah, he's uh, he won't be here, but we will be. Alik is in the house as well. Uh, the owner. I hope so. No, we just broke in. <laughs> uh, of Maui Comics and Collectibles is here as well. He's going to be joining us for this podcast and. Just to give you guys a quick update, we also will be doing a commentary tonight on a 90s sci-fi classic starring Sylvester Stallone and the one and only Wesley Snipes and a very young and beautiful Sandra Bullock. So you're saying she's not beautiful anymore. Oh, she is mature well, she's and not sexy young, now. <laughs> apparently. Yeah, yeah. She's right. at least one of those things. Absolutely still. right. I was going to say Cliffhanger and Wesley <laughs> Snipes. I love Cliffhanger. <laughs> love that movie. I don't know. I love that movie. Anyway, we're going to be doing Demolition Man for our Nerdwatch commentary for the month of July. Anyway, I uh, want to send a big shout out to our good friends at Maui Comics and Collectibles. Uh, if you guys happen to be in the area here at 333 Dairy Road, come on down. It's every Wednesday. All day Wednesday. It is New Comic Book Wednesday. You can pick up all kinds of wonderful comics. He's got new comics on the Y. Matter of fact, I was jealous because you picked up, Gannon, the uh, Fight Club uh, comic by Chuck. Oh, that signed one that you oh, saw? Yeah. yeah. Well, I had to order that one online. That wasn't from here, obviously. That was beautiful, though. I was oh, like, yeah. goodness gracious. That was, that was a get when I saw it online. Yeah, I was like, wow. So, uh, but I, I'm, I'm assuming, Alika, are you, uh, do you have uh, the, those copies of Fight Club, the comic, or what's yeah, the deal yeah, with that? Yeah, we have, it's, it's only up to issue three right now. Right, right, right. I'm really interested in reading it. we have all of it still in the store, one, two, and three. Oh, good, good, good. So how is it? I haven't actually had the time to read, man. I've been too damn busy. <laughs> too busy. Well, listen. It's killing me, too, because I've been looking forward to that book. <laughs> well, listen, if you're in the area, come on down. Maui Comics and Collectibles. Uh, check them out. They're a, a great place to go and hang. And uh, just uh, be yourself in this place. Matter of fact, they were doing, uh, just the other night, they were doing Magic the Gathering, man. That's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not... For I don't, what it's worth, it's done after hours. I, I don't judge. <laughs> oh, in that case, it's totally street level now. <laughs> right? It's, a, it's right... It, well, it's more there, There's a certain it, criminal element right. It's after hours, so it's underground. It's like way cooler than a bunch of old Chinese ladies playing mahjong. That's right. right. That's oh, right. man. Oh, my gosh. That is They'll crazy. cut you. They, they totally will. <laughs> they totally will. Uh, so, uh... Gentlemen, I want to also send a big shout-out to our good friends that listen to us on KAKU 88.5, uh, the Nerd Watch Podcast Hour, which we call it, or the Nerd Watch Hour. Yep. So, uh, Robert, Nerd this Watch. one's for you. Yeah, Robert, <laughs> it's for that, you, pal. That one guy that listens to the show. <laughs> yeah, Nerd Watch Radio Hour. The one uh, guy's so going to admit to listening to this <laughs> To you guys as well. So, a uh, big shout-out to KAKU 88.5. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into our commentary of the month, we thought we'd sit down, have a talk about what we did this week. So, uh, I don't know, Gannon, you said you're a busy man. Why don't we start with you? What, what, what was going I, on? I did absolutely nothing nerve-related, man. My band had a show this last weekend. And, yes. You know, hung out with a lovely lady, and that's, that's, that, that encompasses my whole weekend, really. 
The, I, well, I would assume that ladies are totally implied when you say you're playing with a band, or am I wrong about that? Say that again. Women are implied when you play in a band. Yes, you hang with, with, with beautiful ladies. Isn't that kind of... Well, like... no, that's a separate day entirely. Oh, <laughs> oh okay, Not, it is. Okay. Let, let's, yeah, I mean, I don't uh, know where you're going with that, oh, okay. but it sounded good. Well, listen, <laughs> I'm just saying that. Uh, from what Much I, better than my actual experience. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> so you had a lot of time to uh, play some music and uh, to get to know someone... A little bit better. Switching jobs too. That that also happened. Oh, to me. that's wh- kind of exciting. So what? Uh, may, may I dare I ask? What is it? I that probably you shouldn't say it. This is technically not official. But okay, but let's. Uh, we can always do an update about that. In all week, right, but I all will. Right. Uh, uh, things are going smoothly. Where I'll be changing. You know, professions. Costumes. No. No. <laughs> no. That's a hobby, sir. Will you? <laughs> Will you be stalking the streets of Kahului in the evening? How do you know I'm not already? Oh, that's true. Good point. Good point. Why so, you're I'm not going to go on record, obviously. <laughs> that's right. Good. Put me on Front Street. Good, right I know. Good man. Good man. So, uh, how was uh, how was your uh, event, as it were? Went smoothly. Um, not much to say about it, really. We got two more gigs coming up in the next couple of weeks, but um, you know, it turned out could have been better. But we made the most of it. It was a fun show. Fantastic, fantastic. Mm-hmm. I see you get a lot of love out there from uh, a lot of fans that enjoy the minorities. People have fun at our shows, yeah. Fantastic, man. Mm-hmm. That is so great. I've always been jealous of guys that are in rock bands or bands. Don't because be. That, oh. Okay, it, it's an uphill battle on Maui. <laughs> I'm sure, sure it is. Anywhere else, man. Hey, hey, listen. Anywhere else, you'd be, you, you would be off the charts. That, mm-hmm. I, I totally understand. What As you're I always from. say, if I wanted to do this to make money, I'd be playing reggae. <laughs> That's true. If you, if, if only you would add those three chords in a chank, I guarantee yep. you'd have an album Put some by steak now. On the bass. That's right. <laughs> listen, I, I did an interview once with the, uh, the the lead singer of Order of the White Rose, so I know what that's like as well. So he tells me about the whole, you know, it's not easy getting the music. Noah, out there. yeah, it's a friend Noah, of mine. Noah, yes, yeah, Noah, yes, Noah, Noah, yeah. So, anyway, welcome to the Rock Watch, I guess now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, what about you, Format? What did you do this week? Um, not much. Reading, yeah. writing, reading. Uh, earlier today, though, I did get to see uh, Pixels um, on purpose. Ooh, um, took my youngest uh, to see it. Was uh. Well, let's let's talk about that. I, I'm sure that I'm sure that Gannon will not mind. Neither will Silent Sean mind if we spoil a little bit. Might as well, right? Oh, you can spoil. You can spoil the whole. You Done can, deal. You can literally just describe the entire plot, right? Done now. deal. Fine. All right, we'll, we'll do that because guess what? <coughs> Format. I also uh, partook in a little pixels. Oh, did you? Yes, this weekend oh, as well. Now, here's my question: did it, li- did it live up to all those horrible reviews I've been seeing everywhere? Well, let me before I get into that because we will. Uh, I, I, <laughs> we will definitely get into that. I want to first. I want to tell you guys. Not only did I happen to uh, write a review, which will be going up on MauiWatch.com tomorrow, hopefully. God, oh, but short. Uh, it, <laughs> 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 I'm only hoping. Um, so yeah, I'll be writing. I'll be writing. I, I wrote a review already. I, uh, I'm waiting for uh, also for, uh, format to uh, let me. You know, tell me what he thinks about the review. I wanted to get his opinion before I threw it out there, but I got that coming out. But I also have been. Uh, I've been. I've been trying to catch up with my gaming. So I've been. You know, people. I get. I get 
friends friends calling me all the time, calling me online to come out and pl- to come out and play. What the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> to come, <laughs> come out and play online. <laughs> to play online. Um, but uh, yeah, I started. I played a little Mortal Kombat this weekend, which is a great game. I, I let me tell you something. I suck at fighting games. It was ranked as the highest selling game of 2015 so, so far. far. I didn't so far. see that coming from I, that I'm, game. I am. I'm telling you what. I am. I'm having so much fun with it. I, even. I suck, and I and I, I lose definitely more than I win, but I have such a fun time with it. I'm not a Street Fighter guy. Did you get Predator game. in there? Because he just got released. I did, and Predator's a great... Is he fun? He's a great grab, and so is Jason. Jason's another great grab. Yeah, he's yeah, in yeah. it as well. That so a lot of fun, too. Mortal Kombat X is a great game. There's so much content in there. It's so fun to do. So I started playing that, and uh, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, got back into playing Grand Theft Auto, which is weird. I got friends that want to do all the heists, and there's all kinds of new missions and things like that. Really good stuff, and I've been trying to keep up with that. I've even put, I can't even believe it, I've even put Witcher 3 on the back burner because of it. I know, you're obsessed with that one. I know, and even Batman Arkham Knight has taken a back seat to playing with everybody together, which is really weird. And I guess that's it seems you f- want the interaction. I guess so, because I, you know, I, but I love, I love single player games. I hope they never, ever, ever go away. So, but uh, you know, I'm 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 playing with friends right now. It's a, it's a lot of fun, and I'm hoping that one day that all three of us could hook up online, no pun intended, and uh, play some games. <laughs> that's that's sure. what I meant by that. Yeah, that's what I meant by that. But pinochle. yeah, some pinochle <laughs> or mahjong. Uh, mahjong <laughs> but there's a lot of. But by the way, there's a lot of good stuff coming out um, uh, in the next month or so. Ironically. Uh, Hideo Kojima's last game, which Konami took his name off of, is coming out September 1st, and that is uh, Metal Gear The Phantom Pain. Now, they took it off, or he told them to take it off? No, 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 no. They took it off. Oh, man. So there's a lot of bad blood. Between Hideo and I'm sure I'm I don't sure. know his DNA will be all over that game. Doesn't yeah, matter what it will you do. be. It definitely will be. And I tell you what, any any reputable developer will pick him up in a heartbeat. For sure. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no just doubt. no doubt. There's no doubt. Once well, come- I, I know I saw an article uh, just the other day about him and uh, Guillermo del Toro still talking about working on another project. Yes, they are. Because they really like their collaboration on Silent Hills. Right. So they're, even- they're considering doing another project together, wherever that might end up or when it's going to happen. Heck, if they don't even own the property of Silent Hill, they could do something akin to it. It would be kind of neat if they could repurpose it somehow. Somehow? Mm-hmm. That would be fantastic. So I, don't, I don't know if it's possible because Konami probably owns all the coding on it. I'm sure they do. But, but I, something in that vein... Hideo Kojima was crazy enough to take up that task and oh, yeah. recode and do a, oh, yeah. the whole nine. He would. That seemed like such a great collaboration. Oh, it's man. like that's going to be the one thing that's always going to be under people's skin. That it's that never s- happened. Definitely right. going to stick in everybody's craw for sure. But what's really cool is is that we're almost in August. <laughs> we've got we've got the kids going back to school. Thank God. Uh, yeah, I could not agree more with that statement. Thank God. It's tomorrow. Uh, yes, it is. Tomorrow. And then. Tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> the most wonderful time of the year, sir. I think Andy Williams had a great song about that. It's not talking about Christmas. He's talking about the first day of school. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's uh, they're Andy going who? back. To, and when they when the kids... <laughs> the, the cool thing is, is that when you know the kids are going back to school, you know that TV is going to be starting up shortly, and so is the video game industry. They're going to start releasing more um, uh, bigger titles and things like that. We're going to be seeing more stuff coming out. You know, we've got oof, so much stuff. Uncharted, we've got Halo coming out. 
We've got um, until dawn looks promising. Until dawn does look promising. I saw the preview for that. They, I, I watched people. I, I watched them play a preview of it, like the first fifteen minutes of it. An interesting game. PS4 exclusive. It reminded me a little bit of Heavy Rain. It did. The way the it did. dynamics work. Did you ever finish Heavy Rain? I never yeah. had a chance to. I even went back and completed a bunch of the endings, too. I loved Heavy Rain. I never had a chance to finish it. I felt really bad about that. I don't know if I fell in love with it, but I liked <clears> the <throat> idea behind it. And oh, I thought yeah. they did a good job. I, just, I think maybe the story wasn't as engaging to live up to like the concept right. of the game. Right. I think maybe that's where it was, fell behind. But I, I thought it was, a good, it was definitely a well-made game. I think it was odd that I had to... Press a button to walk, which yeah. is very, which was very odd. It, for it me. was they were trying to create an interactive movie. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. It wasn't really a game. Yeah, it was very odd to me. But I mean, I do like, I do like the fact that they were pushing the boundaries of what can be called. It was a definitely, game. Uh, yeah. it was definitely the only thing of its kind. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how on, until dawn works out, but it seems similar. Well, I, I hope so. This was going to be a PS3 game mm-hmm. uh, with move. You know that what was it? The move. Yeah, the PS move. PS move. Mm-hmm. It was going to be a PS move game. So now they've repurposed it and. And now it's going to be a PS4 game with elements of the PS Move without the PS Move, which is interesting. That's what it's been described as. So That's crazy. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know how that's going to work, but I'm, I'm um, looking forward to the it. The center and the controller now, you don't need the wand. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. You don't need the wand for that. I didn't even think we'll about that. We'll all find out next month. We'll all find out next <laughs> August 25th, August matter of fact. August 25th. I anyway. still find it so weird. Like I spent so much of my youth trying to get away from the whole... <laughs> You know, moving yeah. when you're playing the game. And, right. and now they're training now it back then, into you. Right? right. <laughs> Everything's all about motion right, 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 now. Right, but right. that's why they probably kind of came up with the idea of the sensor, mm. because kids were naturally doing that anyway. So <laughs> We might be able to actually incorporate right, that. Right, right. Yeah. We, 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 we want the machine to move us. We don't want to move the machine. You know, sitting, <laughs> remember sitting in that top, back in back in the day, we used to sit in that Top Gun mm-hmm. the, yeah. that machine, and it would move up and down and left. The and afterburner. Down. Afterburner, awesome. Afterburner was such a great game. Oh, that was such a good game. Goodness gracious. Anyway, we could reminisce and be nostalgic about games, which transition us right to our <laughs> brand new film. This weekend, um, speaking last of classic weekend. games, last, last weekend, never saw this coming at all. Because um, this weekend belongs to Tom Cruise. Yes, it does. Um, or Ed Helm, because tonight oh, is the premiere on. of Vacation, sir. Come on. <laughs> That's no. Yeah, well, if that movie is a bigger success than Ghost Protocol, or Rob, sorry, Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation, yeah. Well, listen, first of all, uh, we have to find out, we have to establish if we're going. Are we going to the Thursday night premiere? I, I'm For I'm down. Rogue Nation. Yeah, I'm we down. already got our tickets. Did you? Why didn't you tell? I would have. <laughs> okay, they're going. Format. Well, I guess they the reviews. Tickets are still very highly available. Just okay, to let good. you know. Okay, good. So, uh, what time is the show? Uh, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Okay, Rogue Nation. So we'll eight all o'clock. be there. Okay, fantastic. So. uh... Hopefully we'll be able to go for it. That'd be okay. awesome. Yeah, sounds all right. good. All right. <laughs> Maybe we'll see Gan in there and Silent Sean. He'll, you know, mm-hmm. he'll, we'll see him there. Anyway. He can't take Silent Sean's from movie. <laughs> no, he can't. Yeah, it's the one place he doesn't shut up. It's insane. But anyway, speaking of last week, um, Pixels, uh, the newest film from Adam Sandler, Sony Pictures. Uh, and it was a... Pixels, of course, was a short film, a very short film, by a gentleman by the name of Patrick John, or Patrick, mm-hmm. uh, uh, that uh, he developed a concept uh, that uh, took off in 2010 and became a YouTube sensation. Um, and I'm assuming that Sony bought the rights to produce the film. Um, um, and we got an Adam Sandler vehicle from it. So, 
Pixels is a film that it's hard to describe. It's it's in the vein of an Adam Sandler film, but it tries to be something else. So you know, before we get into any of that format, you're you're the freshest of all of us that's seen it. Because Gannon hasn't seen it. I saw it um, on Saturday. Do you mean that like the 90s rap parlance? Freshest? Straight dope, yo. Straight dope, man. (laughs) Because I was going to agree either way. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, what did you think, sir? What did you think? I'm torn, really, when it comes to Pixels. Um, I was such a fan of the short that um, when I first heard about Pixels being made uh, by Sony Pictures, I really got excited about it. Right. And then I heard who was attached to it. Right. And then all that excitement went out the window. Okay. Um, I tried to be uh, optimistic about it because, you know, I love video games, classic video games especially. So I really, really was hoping that this would be entertaining. I mean, I mean, who doesn't love Donkey King and Caterpillar? It's crazy. Right, right. <laughs> so just, anyway. You just totally said Donkey King. So. Ouch. And Caterpillar. And Caterpillar. Right? Oh, Again. Man. <laughs> Donkey King. <laughs> One of these days you'll get your nerd card back. <laughs> anyway, so you're, you're uh, did you go in, uh, so you went in uh, objectively, I, I, I tried not to hear or read or listen to any of the uh, uh, critic reviews or, or right. any, any, you know, um, any publications or any online reviews about the movie. Because I was such a fan of uh, the original concept sure. that I really wanted to go in with an open mind. Unfortunately, there's so much bad reviews on it that you can't help but stumble across a few here and there. Uh, and so, um, it had so many bad reviews that there were reviews about how many bad reviews exactly. there were. <laughs> right. It's crazy. Um, but I went with my youngest and I tried to view the movie through her eyes mm-hmm. and... It's uh, it's not bad in that respect. Mm. It, it takes you back to uh, the Adam Sandler movies of old. You know, it's it's very adolescent. The humor is very sophomoric. It's nothing new to us, right? But to kids, it's an all new world for them. They're they're cracking up. They're right. laughing during all the scenes. Sure, the adults are absolutely silent. Right. So. Um, yeah, I'm torn between the two. I'm I'm almost thinking of writing two separate reviews for this. Interesting. One, is one for and one against. That would be that's an how, that's how torn apart I am about this. Wow. So let's 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 start with what should we start with, Gan? The positive or the negative <laughs> first? Let's say the negative. All right, let's go with the negative first. What was what, the bad news first? What sucked for you about Pixels? Uh, Adam Sandler. Wow, uh, Kevin James. Okay, um, the fact that they couldn't get uh, Professor Iwatani himself into the movie. Right. Um, the only saving grace for me would be uh, uh, Dinklage, but even then, I mean, I, I know Lannisters paid. Their, I what what debt does he owe that he had to be in this movie? <laughs> Because this movie, oh my goodness, from from this point of view, terrible. I absolutely hated it. Was wow. it in development before Game of Thrones took off? 
Because it might have been something. It might have been something he was contracted to do before this Game of was, Thrones took off. This it, Pixels, it seems like it was just thrown together. Well, yeah. this Pixels has been languishing in product, you know, in, in developmental hell for quite some time. Oh, that's, has that's, it? Yeah, it has. So he might have been a contract yeah. player for a while, and it yeah. just finally caught up after the success. Yeah. So it, it's one of those things where it just got caught up in like, man, how are we gonna how are we gonna put this on screen? How are we gonna produce this? Who? I mean, how much? Sony's probably going. How much money <laughs> are we willing to front for this? So it's it, that's where I saw it from. So from that, so from that aspect, you just didn't like uh, the the supporting players. I, I didn't. I didn't like the cast. Right. I didn't like the plot. About the only thing I enjoyed about the movie was seeing video games on the screen. Right. Like like the nostalgia that came back and being able to recall like oh those are the things from Joust oh those are from Arkanoid oh that's you know you know that kind of thing. Right. Right. That was really cool. Unfortunately, I can only say that to myself because the theater is filled with kids that have no idea what I'm talking about. Right, right. And you're absolutely right about that. So what is it so what is the good that you saw in Pixels? Um The games. That's right. Wow. The, the the visuals were, were absolutely stunning. Weren't they? Yeah. I thought they were too. And was, once this the, re- was this released in three D? Yes, yes. It was. I saw it in 3D. It was, and re- once the 3D worked, right? It was, it was quite good. <laughs> it was, it was released in 3D, but I, do, I do believe it was a conversion. Mm. So a lot of the films, the majority of films, are now being converted as opposed to being shot with it. I think, it's cheaper. I think the next film that is actually being shot with a 3D camera is the next Avatar. I believe. Mm. I could be completely wrong about that, but I do believe. Is really Scott not shooting Martian in 3D? I, I thought he was. I thought. I think you might be. You might be right about that. I thought he was converting it, but I didn't know because I know mm-hmm. it's coming out in three D. But then mm-hmm. again, it is Ridley Scott. Yeah. So we did get Prometheus in three D, and I believe that was shot in three D. Completely. Yeah. So um, we're getting a little off topic, though. But I, no, no, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a. Uh, I have well, to. Well, he's got to put that gear to use. Right. For as Just much sitting as in a closet right yeah, now. Yeah, I love, I love three D, but I don't like it in the theater as much as I like it at home. I think it's more powerful at home than it is in the theater. It's so hmm. weird for me. A lot of people don't disagree with me on that. But anyway, getting back to pixels. Um, so where on your scale does this fit? Does it fit? Where where would you put this? Or do you have to technically give it two separate um, ratings? To be fair, I would give it two separate ratings. Wow. Um, the against, mm-hmm. if I could give a negative, I would. Wow. So whatever the lowest is. Wow. Um, We're talking like half a star. That yeah. would probably be that. That would probably be it. Uh, the four, I'd probably give it two. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It, it's, a, it's, it's a very average film. We've all seen it before. Right. Um, even without the the visuals... It's an Adam Sandler movie. There's no, there's, it's like Billy Madison or, you know, Happy Gilmore. It's the same thing. Right. Again. Right. I mean, you know, Sandler plays the lovable loser. He's so good in that role because he's got it down packed. Right. Um, that's it. It's, that's, like you, it's like you read my review already. It's so weird. I see oh, really? a lot of things. Oh, yeah, I, I haven't seen it It's yet. so strange. It, it's, it's, it's kind of reminiscent of Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, it doesn't stay with you like Ghostbusters. Right, right. Well, uh, okay. Well, I, I'm gonna obviously Nerdwatch spoils is what yeah. Go for it, man. Here. Might as well, Gannon, since you're not gonna watch since it. Since you loved it, so. since here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I walked in optimistic, but I, I think I walked in with a little less optimism once I hit the theater, and I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I should be doing this. Mm. And I, I was like, okay, well, okay. So I walked in, and I was like, okay, well, this is kind of cool. You know, the 3D kind of was really neat. Um, uh, the beginning of the film starts off with seeing uh, our leads as youngsters, and what we see is them perusing the arcades, not necessarily for the arcades, but for the music and the ladies and the things like that. And, yeah. You know, that's what they're the going social for. Aspect. The social aspect of going to the arcade, what we used to go for back in the day. And then it turned to the obsession with gaming. Well, we see that and we find out that Adam Sandler's character, whose name is Brenner, happens to be a, a video game dynamo. He can <clears throat> he can memorize patterns. He has good hand-eye coordination. He's got all the skills to be a good classic gamer or what was considered a gamer back then. So we see them grow up as kids. Um, it leads it leads our hero Brenner to the world championships of video games. And this happens in the first what five minutes to mm-hmm. six minutes of the of the movie. <laughs> It's a lot of ground to go for five minutes, right? exactly. Yeah. So in the next first five minutes, he's so good that we jump the timeline to where he's at the World Championships of Gaming. And he meets, for the first time, uh, a guy by the name of uh, Fire Blaster Eddie, who happens to be one of the, uh, or happens to be the video game king, as it were. Um, and he is, that is supposed to be the character of Peter Dinklage. Um, so... What happens is, is essentially, and this is not even spoiling it because it happens in the first few minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. They make it. He, Brenner and he, Brenner and Fire Blaster Eddie, make it to the last championship round of the of the uh, of the video game championships. Um, by the way, side note: I really thought it was cool that I saw all the old school um, uh, all the old school logos for all of the. Uh, for the for the gamer for yes. the, the game developers, Very cool. Konami. I saw Atari's. Old, it was it was crazy. There's a whole Majesco. It was crazy. Anyway, I saw that and I was, it kind of got I got I got some chills. I like that. Anyway, he got to the got they got to the championships in the fir, in the in the first seven minutes of the movie, and Dan Aykroyd shows up as the host of this, and he informs everybody that <laughs> the World Championships of Gaming is not only the World Championships of Gaming; it's being recorded. And for posterity's sake, they're going to be shooting it up into space. Okay. To what end? It's it's, <laughs> it's to mark the occasion because it, because it was a big deal. It was a pretty much they're putting it into right. a time capsule. Time capsule, right. right? For people to discover in the future, right. but they're sending this time capsule into space, correct? In the hopes that uh, extraterrestrials will come across it and learn more about our culture. More about the right. Unfortunately, this is our culture during the eighties. Right. Mm-hmm. Remember, that's the same thing that Reagan did in the 80s as well. Remember, they did the whole mm-hmm. time capsule. Yeah. So anyway, so um, essentially what happens is, and this is, once again, I'm going to constantly keep saying not a spoiler, but it's not. Brenner, Adam Sandler's character, as the kid, loses the championships. Smash cut 30 plus years later, <laughs> you know, from that debacle, we, we see Adam Sandler and um, uh, Kevin James, who are friends. And we see them <laughs> having lunch together. Adam Sandler is a tech installer, and uh, he's uh, he's having lunch with Sa- or having lunch with Kevin James. And Kevin James is telling him, and they're reminiscing about all the good times. And we find out <laughs> uh, once again, spoiler or not a spoiler, 
Kevin James is now president of the United States. What? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you something. I actually enjoyed Adam Sandler and Kevin James more than I did the other cast in this movie. I thought Kevin James was believable. He wasn't acting like an uh, like you know like he like he acts in Paul Blart. I hated those movies. Uh, he doesn't act that way. He actually acts. Yeah, he's normal. Somewhat normal. Subtle. He's normal in, Fair, in it's, this. It's subtle in this. But essentially, so it kind of takes off from there. Um, so we know that now, we know that whatever happens, the fact that now that Kevin James is playing the president of the United States, that anything goes. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, a military base gets hit by what seems like a uh, distinct pattern of pixelated uh, spaceships. So he calls upon Adam Sandler's character, Brenner, to look into it. And and it, it was th- things that they found familiar. So we essentially find out that now, um, more or less, that we are being attacked by aliens, but aliens who believe that we wanted to attack them with video games, which is weird. Um, <laughs> because a lot of the video games back then consisted of us destroying aliens. Right. So they took the video footage of the uh, video game championship right. as a declaration as, of war. As a declaration of war, right. <laughs> yes. Okay. So you know, by the way, this is a, this is a film directed by Chris Columbus. Just to let Wait, you... Chris Columbus directed this? Mm-hmm. Yes. No. Yes. Yeah. Um, he directed it. Uh, so, this is... After he discovered the new world, he... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> he directed... <laughs> Here's the thing. It just... It... Yeah, I held in there, didn't he? <laughs> it, doesn't... it doesn't feel like a Chris Columbus movie. It doesn't. It feels you Never like... once have they ever said, from the director of such no. and such. They don't, because it's not, it's, not even, it's, it's not even remotely like a movie that he'd ever do. So it's so weird. I wonder if he just needed the job. He he might have. <laughs> he might have, a matter of fact. But anyway, so essentially, what happens is is that uh, moving forward, is that the the president of the United States and the military call upon Adam Sandler and uh, or Brenner and his and his uh, friend Ludlow and Fireblaster Eddie to essentially become what they call. Arcaders. So they are they are the new heroes of the. <laughs> <laughs> of the, uh, they couldn't just call uh, them gamers. Yeah, no, no these, these were gamers that right. came from the arcade. Right. Henceforth, they are known as arcade. Arcaders, right, right, right. So there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff like that that turns you off, and you're like, and the other thing that really bugged me, you know, was that I, I really didn't know who the film was marketed to, and I mentioned a lot of what I'm talking about in my review. Things that bugged me was is that I didn't know if this was for me as an as 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 one of those guys that's a Gen X guy, or is this for the millennials? Am I supposed to take my kid to this? Well, that's what I'm hearing right now. Between what he's saying, what what you're saying, yeah. it, it sounds like the games chosen are to hit a nostalgic factor. Correct. But, but the game in the way it, or the movie in the way it's executed seems to be aimed at a time different us. It's not even relating exactly. to that. Right. But the problem is, is is that what I found so disconcerting because I wasn't sitting with anybody other than myself. Well, I should say that I was sitting next to. I don't know if it's okay to say this. I was sitting next to a heavy set woman of color. Who? Oprah. <laughs> it was entertaining because she sat next to me, and uh, well, not next to me, a couple seats down. And every time she thought something was funny, she'd repeat it. She, <laughs> and she'd laugh like that. He said that. I was like, 
dude, are you serious? And this is not, I'm not kidding. I was sitting there going, and I was more entertaining listening to her do that the whole time. And then it, it, she'd ask the, she'd ask questions like, what is he talking about? I'm like, that's so weird. I had one of those too. <laughs> but it, it was a heavy set uh, white gentleman <laughs> who was sitting like way down, like Joe away from sorts. us. And he was just, every single like funny scene, quote unquote, uh, he felt the need to like, ha! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> no, but she was really sweet though because she it wasn't like she was trying to to garner any attention. She was she was having fun. She was enjoying the film. So I you know, I maybe that's why I enjoyed it because you should have brought I, her in. I know, that's what I'm saying. So I kind of <laughs> felt like I kind of felt like I was a, I was experiencing some of the joy that she was feeling during the movie, which was good. The guy that was in my theater <laughs> felt the need to answer all the things that were coming up on the screen. <laughs> so they'd ask like, "Oh, what are we going up against? And then uh, the scene would come around, and he's like, Centipede! <laughs> like, really loud! And I'm like, what? That's awesome! And I'm like, oh my goodness. I tell you, I, the nostalgia factor, it gets everybody. But funny, it was really funny, though. So I, I, I was kind of experiencing some of her joy that she was feeling. That was kind of, that, that made me feel good. She had a good time. She had a good time. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't, you can't deny that. But So I was sitting there watching this, and I was saying to myself, getting back to my point, who is this marketed to? Is this marketed to me or to my kid or to or to Format's kids? And I'm thinking to myself, okay, let's say this marketed to me. Great. Everything that's going on is really fun. I know the games. My kids don't. His kids don't. But let's say it's marketed to those to his kids, and they love the fun little action on screen with Pac-Man and things that they can relate to. But when I hear jokes about having a chick sandwich with Martha Stewart and Serena Williams... And when I hear phrases like slut seeking missile, I kind of like, I kind of, I kind of, I pause for a second and go, I don't know if this is for, I'm just for my kid. Yeah, the movie right, sounds exactly. like it has you an know, identity crisis. Yeah. I'm like, it so, does, definitely. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I, I, I don't really want my, I bring my kid to have a good time at the theater. We don't have to get all sophomoric humor about it. I mean, they probably don't know what it is, but it doesn't matter. I They'll know. They'll figure it out later. They'll figure it out later. So that was really that was really frustrating to me, and that felt like the tones were were, were clashing. But I I am with I am with format when I say this. The uh, the way that they shot the the footage of them fighting the arcades or uh, the arcade games from Centipede to Pac Man were great, fun, super fun. Something you would never see in an Adam Sandler movie ever. Um, uh, the the Pac-Man in particular uh, in the streets of New York City was fantastic. It was great. It was super exciting. It was super really fun. Really well done. V- very well done. Um, I the, I would let's put it this way. I would own this movie on video just to watch that scene. That's how good it was, and it was exciting and gets you excited. Uh, about what you're watching, and you have all these feelings come rushing, uh, it, uh, rushing uh, to you. But then, it, you know, as soon as that happens, we get back to the story, and you're like, "Well, why didn't they do this instead?" And you're sitting here, "Why would she? Why would he do that? Or why would she do that? These things don't make sense." But why am I asking these questions about making sense when I'm watching a film that's about, you know, arcade games come to life? So. I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm totally with you because I am of two minds of this. The ending was great. It was very 80s because all the music was pop culture 80s hits. I mean, they had Cheap Trick in there. They had Queen in there. They had um, um, one of the best songs of um, 
of the 1980s. The presidential theme? Yeah, no, that was awesome. <laughs> um, take on me, uh-huh. Uh, take, right. That had to have been in there somewhere. No, no, but anyway, uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of that song. But anyway, I have to say that Pixels for me was a, was a very mixed, mixed bag. It was definitely not his best. Once again, it's no blended. Um, but, <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> um, I will say that the that 3D. <laughs> I know the 3D was the 3D was great. Uh, there's no doubt about that. The effects were phenomenal. Um, the, <laughs> by the way, just to let you know, the United States uh, and the military scientists that exist are hot because Bridget Monaghan is amazingly hot. And not only that, they actually have. Wait, a, isn't it Michelle Monaghan? Michelle, excuse me. Yes, Michelle Monaghan. But what's more important is is that the United States has developed androids. Crazy stuff. Of course they have. Yes. And it's all I don't under, doubt that at it's all. It's all under the White in House. In the movie or in real life. Yeah. <laughs> so, to wrap everything up, because I don't want to ruin anymore because I've essentially ruined everything. Um, it was fun to see those things on screen. It, it gave me a, a rush of nostalgia, which I really liked. But I don't think I would ever want to take a youngster to it because it never felt like it was something that... That I would feel comfortable with doing. I would never want That's to take. So funny, my kid. like the longer we 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 sit on this, like the more bad things I keep thinking yeah. about the movie. Yeah, I think because it had it had potential. It did. It had so much potential. Mm-hmm. So even I, franchise potential would have been good if the movie succeeded. Oh yeah, then yeah. you would have, you would have tackled like the Nintendo era of I, games. I, right. Absolutely. You're but absolutely right. That's not right. going to happen. There, there could have been there yeah. could have been a resurgence. Well, yeah. and you know I. I we can't say that won't happen. I mean, it actually. Oh, we can with, with what they did last weekend, sir. <laughs> well, that was not a cheap movie to make. That was not, but it did. It did come in number one at the box office. It did beat Ant Man, and it's only in its Ant Man only in its second week. Uh, so it was interesting to to find that out. So you know, Pixels, more or less, I have to say, uh, Michelle Monaghan was she, she and Adam Sandler had zero chemistry, like zero. Oh, he it barely has chemistry it, by himself. It was bad. It was really bad. And and I, awkward to jump, yeah, to jump on his point, I thought I felt more comfortable watching Adam Sandler and Kevin James on screen together. I felt everybody else was on the outside looking in, trying to well, those, trying to match. Those the, two already have a report from uh, what's those other movies that they were in. There's two of them. Oh, the um, Grown Ups, Grown Ups too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah, things like that. They, but, they've worked together. Before. Yeah, they've worked together before. So I just felt it just felt so strange. But anyway. Uh, moving off of Pixels to give you my final rating, I think I'd give it a two-star rating because the the action sequences were great, the, the phenomenal, and the the effects were great. The story was just terrible, and it's they a gave Hubert a voice. Oh, they sorry. gave. They did. No, you're right. No, they did. Hubert <laughs> has a voice because if they had. Okay, here's the thing. But it's not really Hubert. It's the aliens' interpretation. Of Correct. Hubert. Correct. So here, but here, see, one of the coolest things they did, I thought, they took old '80s television and decided to communicate. The aliens decided to communicate with us through old '80s TV, so we'd see. Um, Ricardo Montalban on screen telling us that... Tell me Max Hedrum's in there. Max Hedrum yes, is, is in there. Um, so there is... So they're, they're relating to us with all this 80s culture. Uh, um, Hall and Oates were in there. <laughs> like, and, legit. I watched their names roll up in the casting. <laughs> so it was awesome. That was awesome stuff for me. And I was sitting there going, wow, this is awesome. I don't think any of... 
the kids that I know would ever know what the heck's going on. But anyway, what it is is that, that one guy a few rows down. Oh man, he was having a field day. With they, it. they were essentially what's happening is in the movie they're playing rounds. So every time one person, if the if the aliens if the aliens won two out of the three, they would destroy the Earth and they take. Well, three out of three. Three out of three. Yeah. yeah. And then if um, if if if, if, if the humans win, if the humans win. They they also get to keep their planet and then they go away. The aliens will go away. But every time a round is won, they someone gets a trophy. Now, is there actual physical representation of an alien, or do they always just show up as these game? They show they show up. So you never ever see so you what never aliens see are them ever never. Huh. It's interesting. Um, it's an interesting concept. So we never get to see the aliens. So yeah, and it's like um, Independence Day, only not really yeah, as cool. Right. <laughs> you know what? You know what was a funny thing that was really super uncomfortable? Not just the Peter Dinklage thing with the Martha Stewart and Serena Williams thing. What was really interestingly uncomfortable was Ludlow, Josh Gad, who's a, who's great by the way when he does stuff. He wasn't so good in this, but by the end of the movie, you know, he's the he's also a conspiracy theorist, lovable loser nerd who lives in his mom's basement. You know, all these stereotypes that you would assume for nerds, it's all there. It's yeah, whatever. We get it. But he falls in love with a video game character, okay? Well, um, Qbert turns into that video game character that he loves, and yeah, yeah, they make babies. Um, it is the weirdest thing. Thank God they don't show it on screen. Ever. That, that would have been really disturbing. Yeah, it's, you it's, don't have to think about it that hard. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 that was another thing that I didn't like about it, was, uh, was his character. It seemed like... He was supposed to be the equivalent of uh, right, right, what right. Kevin James normally is. Right, right. No, but the thing is, is that it, what, the, what really started, what really bugged me, by the way, was not just... How can I put this? It's oh, not. He just, wouldn't stop shouting for some reason. Yeah. No, but like, 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 like Ludlow, the Josh Gad guy, mm-hmm. right? There are things that they're so uncomfortable in the film. You know, when he, they have to train Navy SEALs. You know, to be better gamers because that's the uh, that's the people that they are now fighting. The irony of this whole thing is that 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 scene itself was so uncomfortable. Yeah, it was totally uncomfortable. It wasn't funny at all. It just <laughs> really I don't know. But anyway, getting uh, pixels. If if you must see it, I personally say wait till it's on uh, uh, a Blu-ray or whatever. But it's it's a film that I like and am revolted by all at the same time. I'm I'm with you. Very I guess, mixed on that. emotions from both of you guys. Very, very. Because I, and think, I again, I think it's the, the, what the potential the movie could have could have been is, is where it gets a little under your skin. It, it is, and that's what bugs me the most because the the effects were great. I think they were on point. I, I don't yeah, know. Definitely. Do you feel that? Way? No, yeah, yeah. They were, yeah they were totally on point. I loved every single second of those scenes. But once those scenes end, it just turns into this gets stuck on story puddle and puddle of story that doesn't shouldn't even exist. So it's it's not it's it's not it's not good. Just wait for it on video. Two stars for me. I'm surprised that you're gonna. I'd love. I can't wait to read your good and bad <laughs> review of it. That's gonna be very cool. By the way, I'll publish my review and give you more of what I think about this film, um, Pixels. So anyway, don't watch it in the theater. Just wait. Yeah, I guarantee you, it'll be out before you know it in September, October, sometime. It'll probably it'll be out on Blu-ray faster than uh, the interview was. Yes. Yes, I think it'll be even, it'll be on uh, Blu-ray even faster than <laughs> Avengers coming out in October. <laughs> it'll probably be on Netflix before it comes out on Blu-ray. I'm sure it will. No, be. that's the average turnaround, <laughs> isn't it? Because what Avengers was May, so it's yeah. about the average turnaround. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, uh, other than that, 
gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also, uh, I wanted to talk about a couple things before we take off into the commentary. Um, about things that we have heard that are in the ether now in, in the nerd world, as it were. Some of the <coughs> stuff that we had posted, some of the stuff that we didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, I don't know if Gannon saw it, but I had to, I had to put up the fact that um, Halloween uh, 6, the producer's cut, is coming out by itself on Blu-ray. Oh, and that's upsetting a lot of people that bought that box set. Yeah, I bet it is. I was one of them. Yeah? But I was happy to buy the box set, though. Yeah, well, it's... I am. Uh, I'm. I'm not. That's the one with Paul Rudd. I'm not as. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not as much of a fan. Yeah, that's of that probably the only reason why that movie's actually getting a push because he's in it. Yeah. Um, but the producer's cut is far superior. Oh, absolutely. Ab- it's absolutely. not a great movie. Let's not. Let's no. get that out of the way. But no. it is m- superior to what the version that was released theatrically. Uh, absolutely. And uh, one of the other things which is very very cool is that. Um, we're getting not we're getting that which I've wanted to own, but the box set I think is now cheap too, isn't it? It's cheap. I haven't been keeping track since I bought it, but to be to be per, to be perfectly fair, I always thought the box set was pretty decently priced considering how many movies you're getting out of it. Question. And they're they're all chock a block full of stuff to see, like features right. and whatnot. Which is your out of all the Halloween movies, which is your favorite, by the way? Oh come on, it's always the first one. Is it really? But for me, the third one is, is the second. <sighs> The third I, one would be my second favorite. I have to say that the third one is Because the third one, it, it it actually had the guts to actually try to do something completely different in left field. And the movie in and of itself isn't bad. It's no. just if you're expecting Michael Myers is where it gets is where you get into trouble. I bars. am a huge fan. I, that is my number one favorite Halloween movie. Yeah. And my, it, it has a bad ending. Well, not a bad ending like it's a bad ending, but like, you know, it, it doesn't <laughs> end well for anybody. No, it doesn't. And what's interesting is it has, it has more in common with the producer's cut of Six. It does. Absolutely. Which is very cool, I think. Um, but also, a lot of people don't agree with me that are horror fans. My second favorite is H2O. I love It's a strong H2O. sequel. I don't know if I love it. Really? Wow, it's amazing. I, I, I can't get over how I fun. will say that the, the franchise went to hell after that. Though. Absolutely. Because H2O, Absolutely. It, it, it's, it's, it's good for what it was. Oh, yeah. But everything after that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Resurrection was horrible. E- even z- Rob Zombie. <laughs> I don't want to get I, I t- can I can I can I can I throw a compliment Zombies way, um, as far as the Halloween franchise goes, uh, his director's cut of Halloween and Halloween Two are much better than what I, I'll give it up. The, the director's cut of, of his of his second Halloween is actually pretty good. It's it, it's darn good. It's actually really really. It's good. very good. Like Brad Dourif in particular has a very very strong scene yep. in that movie. Yep. Like when he finds his daughter dead, which is not a spoiler at all. The movie's been out for a while. But <laughs> yeah. when he finds his daughter dead, it's like one of the strongest scenes I've ever seen him in yeah. in anything. Yeah, not just a horror movie, but in anything. Yeah, I figured I wanted to make sure to put that up on the Nerd Watch just because yeah. I. Just, I mentioned it first before I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Halloween. If you haven't seen six, you should. It's uh, you can see. You don't a- want to buy that box set with all the movies if you've owned every single right. version of it that's ever come right. out. Right. You don't have to get that box set anymore to get the producer's cut. However, I don't know if it's going to come with all the features that come. That's with true. That. I don't. I don't because know either. Screen Factory put out the box set with the producer's cut. Lionsgate is putting out the single disc version, right? Which I'm pretty sure whatever Screen Factory produced will not be on that version. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Good so point. it depends on what you want. If you just want a copy of that movie, then you're good. But if you want all the stuff that came with it because um uh daniel harris tells a story about how she was almost in that film yes and she, like she goes in depth about it too yeah. so yeah. if you need to see that maybe it's on youtube but i mean yeah. you know 
You also get to see a pre-Ant-Man Paul Rudd. Yeah. That guy has an age since then. Just before he did Clueless. Yeah. Just before. Just before he did Clueless. So that's very cool. One of his strangest performances, too. He does a lot of weird nervous tick things in that movie. Yeah, he does. Very bizarre. Yeah, very very much. I don't know. Like, he sees somebody get killed in front of him, and he just makes this weird smiley face. Like, he just kind of makes, like, does a slight smile that runs away. and just Bizarre stuff like that. Like, strange choices. Is... Was that his first film, technically? I believe. Um, you know, I, I think he did something before that. Oh, but, did he? Um, that, was, that was his first theatrical film, though. It was. It was said. It was said to be that. Wow. He, he, I don't. I don't know if that. If he did another movie before that, but Helen came out first. Right. It could have been that. Interesting. But that Interesting. Was, it's supposedly his theatrical debut as an actor. Anyway, um, something else I wanted to bring up, gentlemen. Uh, there is a rumor flying around the interwebs. Uh, that we may not see Channing Tatum as Gambit anytime soon. Uh, do you think, gentlemen, is that good? Alika, please chime in if you'd like. Is that I was good? actually kind of excited for it to happen. Because uh, well, he was excited. That's all right, what so, made me excited. All right, so let's, say, let, let's, let's, let's make the assumption that, that Channing Tatum is out. Who would you like to see in the role of Gambit? Well, you guys were joking around about Taylor Kish, and I didn't. Think I was wasn't. That's just what other people have been saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I, I, I think, with the exception of Ryan Reynolds, as few connections as you can make to Wolverine Origins, the, the better. Good point. Ryan Good Reynolds point. is the only guy that can play Deadpool, which is why you get a pass on that one. But yeah. anything else that ties you up to that X Men Origins Wolverine, it's not like anybody's holding anybody to the X Men movie continuity. Yeah. So, <laughs> I wonder if they started. Plus, after Days of Future Past, it's kind of yeah, all, all bets of are off. Wiped you can go, out you can anyway. yeah. wiped out or you know re- reconfigured. So either way, right. like you can you can do anything. It doesn't have to be Taylor Kitsch. It could be anyone. I'm wondering if I'm wondering if they started to do testing and we decided to see or they got to see Channing Tatum emote. With a Cajun accent, and they said, <laughs> First of all, I don't think they're that worried about him having a Cajun accent. Oh, okay. Because okay. they just wanted Channing Tatum in a superhero movie. Okay. Bottom line. He, even if he didn't, they just tell him not to do the accent at all. Honestly. Uh, I'm. I'm pretty sure that Channing Tatum is pretty stoked about doing one too. <laughs> Maybe, but I mean, I, I I doubt that'd be a sticking point. I mean, really, you think that? I, I really don't believe so because I mean, you could just have him try the accent if it doesn't work out on, on in a screen test or whatever. Just don't let him do the accent at all. True, good point. It might it might irritate some fans, but some fans didn't like the fact that it was him being Gambit in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but so women would have showed up. Yeah, I, good point. It would be the strongest show of force that women would ever have for superhero movies. You do have a good Professor point, Barry would have showed up. I'm yep. sure he would have <laughs> with his wife in town. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> speaking of comics, uh, I didn't post it yet on the Nerd Watch, and I sh- and I should have uh, Facebook.com/slash the Nerd Watch, and I will. Did anybody see the Empire Online cover? A magazine cover with uh, Batman v Superman on it. Yes, I have. I haven't had so a chance to. Saw a couple of shots that come from the magazine. Um, there's a lot of criticism going around on the interwebs yet again about mm-hmm. how Ben Affleck looks like the fat Batman. Okay, first of all, <laughs> that's not a very flattering shot. Any superhero like pointed straight at you, yes. any shot would never be flattering in the first yes. place. Um, but in the but, but he has no neck though in that picture. No, he doesn't. And I don't think it's his shoulders. He does. Yeah. He's got that whole hunched yeah. over thing going, right? But here's the thing, though. I mean, if you look at the comic, if they're if, if we're going off of the comic, which I believe that we are, uh, the Dark Knight Returns, he is the fat Batman in that. Yeah, one, isn't of course, it? he's older. It's yeah. not stockier. so much fat as stockier. Yeah, stocky. Exactly. Well, well, it's all he's and always it's been. It's Frank Miller's art too that kind of right. adds to that. He may, mm-hmm. yeah, his art is chunky. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the bottom line is you, you can't go off of that picture. 
if you want a good idea of what he's going to look like in a movie, just watch that damn trailer that just came out two weeks ago. That's true. I mean, honestly. That's true. Yeah, I mean... Listen, I got I got some chills. They they sent out other pictures too of, of of him standing right by the bat signal, which was really awesome. That armored that oh, yeah, armor. Goodness yeah. gracious! I Can't wait you. to buy that action figure. Yeah, man, I'm telling you right now. Are you? Uh, did you see that cover yet? No, I didn't. Oh man, um, I'll see if I can bring that up. But yeah, I think uh, you would be pleasantly. Uh, I don't know, pleasantly surprised. It, it did make me slightly nervous because just yeah. looking at Superman and Batman standing next to each other, it, it, it was a little odd. But yeah. then I was like, there's another five or six guys that got to stick next to those people. Is that going to look even stranger? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of strange, and speaking of Batman and Superman and the DC Universe, Chris Pine has signed on to be in the Wonder Woman movie. Did we all hear about that? Yeah. As who? Steve Trevor? Yep. Are you serious? Yes. Yep. Pine? He, uh, yes. Supposedly, Hal Jordan or Steve Trevor. It looks like they locked him in for Steve Trevor. But I, th- I have a funny feeling that they leaked out the, the possibility of those two roles to see which one had the more stronger interest. Okay, my question is: Is that do you think that Chris Pine is a good Steve Trevor? First of all, I are, are we that worried about the portrayal of Steve Trevor? Listen, sir. Because for I mean, it's a Wonder Woman movie. We're supposed to be more worried about her character. But but look, okay, I don't see. I don't. I don't oh, see. What if Steve Trevor gets the ring? <laughs> I never thought about that. It, it's not. It's not Hal Jordan or John Stewart. <laughs> it, it's Trevor or Guy Gardner or Guy or, Gardner. It's or any of the million other lanterns <laughs> or Kilowog. Or, it's Steve it's Trevor. Steve Trevor. Holy cow! <laughs> the, 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 the press release that I read for it though kind of upset me because they said, "Oh, he's not just going to be her love interest. There's going to be plenty of action stuff for him to do." And I'm like, "So what if he'd be just her love interest? If it was the if it was a role reversal and it was an action film for him, her character would have a love interest." So I mean, if we're trying to do a superhero pro feminist type of movie, then just make him a love interest. Well, let's be right. honest. Let's be honest. He's a he's a he's a military guy, yeah. and it, 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 it's taking place during World War Two. So he would, well, do we know that for sure though? Because they, they could modernize it. They said they said that it is officially going to be take it take place in the era of the original Wonder Woman comic. Wow, so, wow. that's fascinating. That crazy. For, in that case, I'm looking forward to the costume then. Oh yeah. Well, if if like this Gal Gadot costume gets a pass, I guess because if that's also the case, yeah, her mother needs to be played by Linda Carter. <laughs> oh jeez, no question. Lin- Linda yeah. Carter was, oh, yeah. was my was my very she first must crush play. She when I must was a play Gal Gadot's well, Wonder Woman's mother in that movie. Oh yeah. If we're going to Themyscira, then you know her mother needs to be present. It has to be Linda Carter. It has to be. It has to be. Oh my gosh, that is insane. Which means they won't do it, but <laughs> totally. <in. laughs> oh, there it is. Uh, Silent Sean got it. Look, it's it's the fat Batman. Uh, I'm telling you. You know, the it Silent Sean bit is getting kind of old. We all know there's no Silent Sean. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the sixth sense. Yeah. Like, You're breaking the fourth wall here. Exactly. Stop it. It's actually some guy we met, but he's actually dead. Yeah. So, you know, I... I That's exactly what I said. I, I mean, I, I'm not criticizing it. I think he looks good. Uh, I, I, do, I do get the criticism of he has no neck. Yeah, I, I wonder if he's gonna do. I wonder it's what it's a still shot. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah. it's a still shot, and they're sure very different if he's actually coming at. Yeah. Them. How much you want to bet? There's more head movement in that Thank costume you. than there was in the Christian Bale costume from The Dark Knight. Oh, uh, I'll bet on <laughs> that one. I think this cowl looks more natural than any cowl that's ever. I agree. Been in the movie. I still, I still agree with some people that it does look like he's just wearing like a duct tape suit. <laughs> Like the more you look at it, the more you're like, that does Because Batman's supposed to be in a cloth suit. Yeah. You know? 
Oh, I'm, in I'm, the comics, I'm happy with it, but in I can, the comics I can he doesn't see. have that crazy armor that's in every Batman. I had a, a wallet that was made out of like tarp, right? And it looks just like the suit. That's awesome. <laughs> I love this suit, and I like the well, short I mean, I like that, Batman. I like that it looks beat up. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's the first thing he ever. It wore. looks tattered, and I, I, like I said, it looks I, like he's t- taking it through the ringer. I'm, yeah, exactly. I've always liked the short-eared Batman. Some people don't admire that. I like it a lot. I think it looks good. It I plays think into this idea he's been doing it for a while. Sleek. Because longer ears is something it's to grab onto. It's shorter clean. ears you can't grab. Yeah, absolutely. It shows that he actually has thought about strategy. S- super clean. Plus, what? It, it also um, uh, takes like notes from the whole uh, training with Catman. Yeah. Oh, oh, interesting. Because Catman's got short ears too, yeah. So, but if you watch Cinema Sins, they do point out something that does make a lot of sense. When he was wearing the armored suit, is there really a practical reason for him to wear the cape? Right. He ain't gonna be gliding with all that armor on. <laughs> <laughs> He's not gonna throw his cape out and just like slowly glide towards anything right, with all right. that armor on. It looks cool, of course. Right. But there's no practical reason to still wear the cape. Wow. <laughs> just, <laughs> not that we should be worried about a detail like that in that kind of a movie, but. It made, me laugh. it made me giggle a little bit when I saw that. <laughs> They're right. It doesn't make any sense. But, uh, you know, that's some... Uh, that yeah. is definitely some... That's hilarious. <laughs> In the interwebs, uh, <laughs> making fun of the Empire Online cover. Great stuff. Anyway, listen. There's, uh, there's a heck of a lot more stuff to read at Facebook.com slash NerdWatch, which you have to take a look at. Uh, Stan Lee, uh, I, I mentioned this earlier before we got on. Stan Lee essentially set the record straight with everybody, with all the fanboys being upset that um, that uh, Michael B. Jordan was going to be the the Human Torch. He said, you know, no one's. It's it's not a prejudice thing. It has to do with the fact that they are they are taking something away from the guys who made the comic what it is. So you're changing something up, so that angers them. So it's nice to see that Stan Lee stepped up to the plate and said, no, this is not about prejudice. It's about changing something that they hold dear. So, you know, he gets it. Why is it always Stan Lee that's got to be the voice of wisdom? In What's stuff? odd is that Stan Lee created this stuff. Yeah. And he's fine with it. So why should anyone else have a... If anybody should have a problem with anything being changed, should be the guy who created it. Can I, can I say the I one thing... So. Can I say the one thing that probably makes it all that much better and say that it's okay to change whatever you want? It has to be the checks that he, that, that he signs and deposits in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention his cameo and what they right. pay him to do his what cameo. Because he's no doubt got a cameo in Fantastic Four. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he does. Right, right, right. <laughs> he's been curiously absent in the action movies, but he's created fewer of those characters anyway. Right, absolutely right. Absolutely right. <laughs> Spider-Man, a woman? Sure. How much was that check again? I can't wait to see his cameo in the new Spider-Man movie. Oh, man. Speaking of that, um, uh, before we get out of here... Speaking of that, uh, we found out that the writers of the new Vacation film are the writers of the new Spider-Man movie. Um, apparently Marvel... Thank God they got hired before the movie came out. <laughs> Spider-Man, according to most reports, is going to be taking a very different turn. It's not going to be melodramatic. It's not going to be. It's not going to be like the like the uh, Spider-Man that we've gotten for the last what fifteen now years, twenty years maybe. It's been that long. Raimi <laughs> and Andrew oh, Garfield. We're not getting that. We're getting a more uh, a looser, a more fun, a very more comedic well, I, Spider-Man. I always heard that they were going for like a John Hughes approach. Only one of their teen characters turns out to be Spider-Man. That's the that's the approach that I keep hearing about. You know, uh, uh, Alika and I got into a little bit of a flame war about that. Uh-oh. <laughs> Let's not reignite it. Though. I no, we won't. But the thing was, is that Alika and I we had very opposite um, uh, opposite views on that. I thought it was 
a very good idea because he was looking at it from a John Hughes movie perspective. I was looking at it from a John Hughes movie character, character perspective development because yeah. John Hughes understands those teens, those youngsters. Well, That's he the, did. I, he did. Before he, he did, yeah. yeah. Now he's, it's going to be like an 80s teen movie. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he, you know, he eventually grew out of doing those kind of movies. He didn't really have the teen type of films left in him. Right, right, I right. Mean, he's dead now. God forbid. Then. I mean, well, his last film was Made in Manhattan, for crying out loud. A classic. But he also made Breakfast Club, so it doesn't matter. That's, that's true. That is very true. I, I love The Breakfast Club. His entire roster of 80s films gives him a pass on anything he's ever done since. I think there's only one film that I think is overrated in his canon. O- overrated. And that's Sixteen Candles. You know, that's the one I haven't seen. What? Yeah, it's the only one I have. You just said it's overrated. Now you're like upset I haven't okay, seen listen, it. <laughs> here's the thing. I may say it's overrated from his canon, but you do have to see 16 Candles. It's an Candles. essential film. It is absolutely essential. 16 Candles is amazing. Uh, just for the fact, when you look at all the other things that he's done, you know, 16 Candles is, you know, when you watch that first film of his, you start to understand where he was going, which is interesting. Um, my favorite will always be Breakfast Club. I'm just glad you didn't say Career Opportunities. Uh, career Opportunities was a was a missed opportunity because I thought it was a good idea, but it just didn't develop. So you're telling me you wouldn't want to be locked in a Walmart with Jennifer Connelly back in, what, 89, 90? I would, I would still... Because like, that sounds like a honey of an idea for me. I, that's what I'm saying. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Wally, right, is it? Wally? Something, I forget his name. The, the lead in that movie. What the heck is his name? Uh, Frank Silent. Oh, Frank Whaley. Frank Whaley. Whalen, I think. Whalen. Okay. Is it Whaley? Whalen. It's Frank Whaley. Doesn't matter. Whaley. Whaley. <laughs> Shut up, Sean. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done since then? I, know. I don't know who that is. I know. Is. So he's done a lot of TV. But the career yeah, opportunities. Yeah, he's done a lot of TV. He's, oh. he's done a lot of television. Um, yeah, but awful. I he's love. He was in Fringe, wasn't he? Awful. Yeah, Gotham. He's in Fringe. Uh, he does. He does a lot of stuff. He shows up as a character actor. I thought he was great. In uh, in I thought he was fun in Career Opportunities. You know, Career Opportunities doesn't have a commentary. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think Career Opportunities is an underrated film. Personally, I think Uncle Buck is completely underrated. Oh, that's not underrated, sir. That's a cult classic. Yeah, yeah. Tom, there's a ton of people that love that movie. I, 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 I love pancakes. I, listen, a lot of people. <laughs> I hear a lot of hate for Uncle Buck. But I don't I, know anybody I, that hates that movie. I don't talk to the weirdest people. I know, man. I, well, listen, <laughs> I, I improve I, your I, circle, baby. I've been hanging around with, with Barry too much, I think. Um, yeah, I but uh, don't listen to Barry. I know. Stop <laughs> listening to Barry. Um, I will say this though: if there's <laughs> I like party too, though. Breakfast Club for me, best movie. Second best will have to be Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, of course, has to be. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Ferris Bueller, love, love, love it. And uh, anyway. Oh, so nerdy to talk about John Hughes. killed somebody. Yeah, I know. And, <laughs> and this all leads to the fact that John Hughes will be represented in the new Spider-Man film by way of the writing of the movie. I just find it odd that they picked two fairly new gentlemen. I mean, as far as as far as Marvel movies go. Uh, to write this new it's, uh, what John film. Francis Daly and John Francis Daly and Gold what's his name Goldstein but those guys have been around a while man because John Francis Daly he was an actor in Freaks and Geeks he's been a writer for a while he was on Bones Bones he's, yeah. he's been around the business for a long time interesting um, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein yeah okay. I was right I was absolutely right so um, 
I don't know. I'm I'm very torn. I, I'm, Those are two kind of fairly geeky kind of guys too, though. They I, can wrap their heads around Peter Parker. I think well, listen. Some. If if Ant Man is any indication, if it gets out of hand, Marvel will snatch it right back. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. So you know, good luck to that. Anyway, we'll see how bad that gets. But um, you got to find those directors that'll toe the line and not try to be too authorship about what they're doing. Right. 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 And because uh, what's her name that uh. Duvernay, the one that bounced out of Black Panther? Right, because she she was the director of Selma. Yep. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah. But it makes sense why she wouldn't want to do it. Why would you want that to be your next movie? Some movie where you're just completely just stepped on constantly. Right, you, absolutely. There's no sense of authorship in that kind of movie. Yeah, a- a- absolutely right. So if you're willing to give up that kind of... Yeah. Um, that type of... Uh, I guess authorship, as you say. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine it'd be a good experience for anybody for their second film. Yeah, for sure. You know, what I, I mean? a- absolutely. Well, listen, I'm very, I'm very uh, optimistic about the new Spider-Man movie. I'm just, it's just sad that I really liked Andrew Garfield. I mean, he's so. I was looking forward to him being Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe back when that rumor was right. being thrown around. Yeah. I, it, I thought that. I mean, it, it would have been weird to kind of reconcile the two, where they never heard about each other until it, it was time to make it work. Yeah. But. I, I did like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man a lot. Absolutely, I, I am. Uh, I am. Uh, I was a huge fan, and I hope, I hope the new guy Tom Holland is just as good, if not better. You're doing some parkour training, man. Go on his Instagram account. Oh my gosh, that guy! He can do that stuff for real, apparently. Well, I tell you what, man. Um, if you're gonna be Spider-Man, you better make make it look legit, baby. Mm-hmm. That's all I gotta say. So anyway. Spider-Man, hidden theaters in 2017, I believe. But we huh. get to see him before that in Civil War. Yes, we do. Uh, or I just however see... fleeting that's going to be. Oh, speaking of Civil War, um, I can't believe, I keep saying we're going, but I thought of, I, I, I posted on the Nerd Watch about that Rooster Brothers giving us shots of what the new, what, what the new suit looks like. Totally debunked. They said it was a baloney account. Uh, somebody did that to, I guess... Uh, uh, get hits, I'm guessing. Uh, it was all baloney. Claimed yeah. to be a production assistant or something like that. Right, right. right. So the, the the shots of what they thought were Doctor Strange's uh, uh, harness for his cape or uh, the, the Spider-Man sp- suit. Puzzle. I think it was Spider-Man's eye or eye something Eye like or something, right, or whatever, were all debunked. It had, the Russo Brothers doesn't, don't even it go on It seemed too Twitter. good to be true in the first place because you wouldn't want to release anything that way. Hmm. Oh, man. I tell no you. director's ever worked in a Marvel film has ever done that. No. Even ones they still like. Not even, <laughs> not even the very uh, vocal James Gunn has done that. Yeah. yeah he has you got to love how that dude always has something to say to defend Marvel. He's probably one of the few directors that has a good relationship with them. Well, I tell you what, he is, he's, I guarantee he had such a good time because he's an admitted comic book fan. He also got to do movies separated enough from everything else that they wouldn't need to step on him too much. Hmm. Well, let's put it this way. Here's a guy who did a comic book movie before Marvel. He did Super. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of Super. I couldn't sit through it. I yeah. tried to watch it. Yeah, I couldn't do it. But at least he gave it. A, he gave it the old college try, as it were. It's, it's too kick-ass inspired to me. Yes, very, very much so. Um, so I, you know, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping Spider-Man is a great film. I'm hoping that when we see him in Civil War, I'm, I, I think it's going to be amazing. That's what I'm thinking right now. I'm, I'm very stoked about. Seeing Spider-Man in this film, but uh, have they settled on what they're going to call it? Because are they are they just going to call it Spider-Man? Or are they going to go a spectacular Spider-Man? Or uh, you know what? Good point. I, I do I not don't think know. They've ever said for they, sure. They have not. Spider-Man, the John Hughes years. <laughs> the well, we already had the Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I would love the spectacular Spider-Man. I don't think that there. I don't think that's a problem at all. Might be a little so, too ostentatious as a film title, though. The spectacular <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. 
All I know we'll, is... It, it, we'll see, I guess. We definitely will see about Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, and it will be Peter Parker, by the way. So that's good. Not Miles Morales. Not right. Miles Morales. We're getting Peter Parker. <laughs> Tom Holland would be the wrong choice if it was Miles Morales. They've said that, to- that Tony Stark might end up appearing in that movie. That part of the deal is to have some lead over between the two. No way. But well, that's not a cheap. That's not a cheap payday for for Sony, though. If that's the case, that, that is guy. true. Listen, this is the guy that showed up in the Universal Incredible Hulk at the end with uh, in the bar. Remember, he wasn't worth that much money yet. That, that's he true. just finished the first Iron Man. Good point. And he got paid less than Terrence Howard to do the first Iron Man. Man, that is in. He probably got paid what, what most catering budgets are for the first Iron Man. Oh. <laughs> Uh, and uh, let's just say that he's renegotiated, and that that egregious error will no longer happen. Fifty million bucks just to do Civil War. Fifty million. Ah, man, just imagine all that money he puts into back into his production company that he has. Oh, I know with those movies that nobody sees. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks for coming, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> if you were wondering what all some of the noise was in the background, listen, this is a business. This is an establishment. He's got. Uh, uh, the one he's got the, some money to make. He's got money to make. He's got books to sell. So, uh, um, yeah, you fools, hurry up and buy. I know, man. <laughs> you record the podcast here, but you nerd watch guys just show up and just talk all just, night. Uh, talk all night long. <laughs> so, if you hear any of the hustling and bustling, that's because we've got uh, we've got him uh, making deals and turning wheels and stuff in here. So, uh, yeah, that's what was happening. Anyway, people, it's time for us to get out of here. Um, we are going to attempt to watch, or at least. Foreman and I are going to attempt to buy tickets to go see this and reserve seats. Uh, good seats. Good. I, I want to reserve seats at the end. That's where I always sit. I want to sit at the end. Well, I'll jump on it now because nobody else <laughs> bought seats yet. Okay, good. Hours. Fantastic. Good, 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 good. Uh, we're going to try and watch that this weekend um, uh, or on Thursday. Um, Alika, are you in or are you busy? For Are you even interested in Mission Impossible? I'm interested. I like. I, was, I just realized that I've loved every Tom Cruise movie I've ever seen, and I hate myself for it. But it's <laughs> really, <laughs> listen. It's, I've never had a problem with Tom Cruise. <laughs> you know what seals me though? What, with what really is the keystone in all of his movies to me is Magnolia. That is like that guy's a good actor. Now. That that's one of his. That's a, that's a great underrated film by P.T. Anderson. I, I agree. I agree completely. Soundtrack to the acting to the. Writing. Kind of a precursor to that Shia LaBeouf viral video, too. Right, right. That whole performance, if you think about Good it for Good point. Good point. Just do it! <laughs> so yes, let's, you can! So here's the question, and since Alika's here, we might as well broach it. Uh, are we going to be doing an after-podcast if we go see Mission Impossible? And secondly, do you think we should? Or should we just wait till Tuesday and just do a wrap-up like we're doing today? No, yeah, you guys are more than... What, what day were you thinking? Thir- well, Thursday, because Thursday's the premiere. I don't know where, where you're at. So, you know, yeah. just let us know. It's up to you. Sure. Should be all right. We'll do a, we'll do a... You know, we'll spoil the hell out of it, as it were. Yeah, I love you know? to spoil I already have a spoiler on that movie. No way. That plane sequence? <laughs> that's right at the front of the movie. What? Oh, wow. That's not, like, towards the end or anything. That's right at the front of the movie. Wow. It's First review I read said that scene's right at the front of the movie. So it's like a, it's like so a James there's, Bond there's some, thing. There's some bigger stunts in that movie coming up. Wow, yeah. that's insane. Were you interested for Matt and watching some Mission Impossible? With sure. Tom I Cruise? would love to watch Tom Cruise run around more. <laughs> with his shirt off. <laughs> All right. All right. Fighting guys it. half his age and I, I wanna, a foot taller than listen, him. Listen, it's, it's, not a, it's not a Tom Cruise movie unless he's riding his Ducati bicycle. Bicycle, Simon Pegg still strutting around that series too. I'm very psyched about that. Yeah, they're very, very cool. All right, so then uh, let, we'll uh, we'll try and get in there on Thursday. We'll do a pod on Thursday as well, right after the movie starts at eight. I'm assuming it's a two hour movie. There so 
It's like 10 o'clock, 10.30 maybe. Is that... Uh, like usual. Like usual. All right, like usual. All right, great. All right, so we'll do that then. <laughs> Gentlemen, it's been fun. It's been real. Uh, Silas Sean, thanks for pulling up that uh, that picture uh, so we could see Fat Batman. Um, appreciate that. Not just Fat Batman, but Fat Batman with Superman's head on. That's true. That's freaking awesome. Uh, we are going to be doing the commentary for Demolition Man here shortly, so uh, watch out for that on the Nerdwatch page as well. By the way, I haven't read it yet, but... I heard we got another iTunes comment, and this one's positive. <laughs> positive? I've heard. I haven't read it yet myself, so I'm just, I'm just, putting, I'm just putting it out there. If you guys he want heard. to... It was him. He wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally wrote it myself. Uh, if you guys uh, want to subscribe to the podcast, you can through iTunes or any of your favorite podcast aggregates. If you listen to us on KAKU 88.5, thank you so much. Uh, if you guys want to... Uh, uh, follow us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash the Nerdwatch. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Nerdwatch Nation. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at the underscore Nerdwatch as well. So, uh, anyway, you, can, you, can, you guys can contact us as well. I will be setting up emails if you want them, by the way, gentlemen. I've got the, uh, I got the okay for that. And we're going to be setting up Nerdwatch emails for you, gentlemen, if you'd like to have them, by the way. So, I hardly have enough time to check my own emails. Yeah, that's true. Good point. <laughs> Good point. So, yeah, it, it's it's there for the taking. Uh, anyway, uh, have a wonderful week, guys. We will see you back here on Thursday. I will have. I hopefully will have the podcast for the Thursday premiere of Mission Impossible out by Friday. That's my plan. Okay, so we'll have that out um, by then. So, if you're going to the film. Uh, Say hello. Say uh, what's up to us, please. Uh, we we want to enjoy the movie along with you guys. Uh, we, of course, are on the lovely island of Maui. Um, and uh, you can listen to us all over the country like they all do. Friends of mine were calling from Carolinas again today, Colorado, things like that. They're uh, enjoying the show. And uh, they like uh, they like listening to us out there. So that's very cool. I, uh, and I enjoy <laughs> providing the content for it, which is fun for me. Anyway, we are out of time. So until Thursday, or I should say the next time you hear from us will be on Friday. Peace out, much love, and most assuredly, always stay nerdy. And until next time, boys and girls, don't see pixels. (laughs) At least not now. Wait. And uh, don't see that movie. And uh, watch Mission Impossible with us come Thursday if you can. Until Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) we say to you... Aloha. Aloha.